Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Today I'm actually on my own. I'm not sure if Abdul's going to be joining, but um, what I'm going to be doing is allowing people the opportunity to join the live cast. And if you have any questions or anything, but well, I'm just going to kind of change things up uh, this time, inshallah. So I want to give you guys a few minutes to join and then we'll take it from there, inshallah. Right now here, it's 4.34 p.m. And uh, I'm loving the fact that it's Friday tomorrow, alhamdulillah. So let's do this, inshallah, you know. Let's uh, wait a few minutes, inshallah, for people to join. For any of them who miss the live stream, don't worry. Everything that I put on here is also recorded and it is uploaded to the podcast channel itself so don't worry if uh, you know i understand everyone has commitments so don't worry it's always good to show support for one another you know we're all in this together we're all trying to achieve the same thing we're all trying to achieve jannah so why you know why not help each other out in any which way that we can like we look out for our family alhamdulillah you know that's good that's a good responsibility but at the same time we have to also look out for one another, like people who aren't your family, people you don't even know. And that's the true blessing of Islam because uh, you show that love to someone that you don't know. And uh, absolutely, you know, we help each other for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, greatly put. So I start with Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This is the Muslim Experience Podcast, and I'm your host, Farooq. Welcome to the weekly show, live and exclusive on IG. Uh, do check us out for the weekly shows. Just a quick reminder, last week we talked about weight loss. Uh, that was a really good podcast. It was about 45 minutes long. So today, inshallah, I want to do something different, completely different, because a lot of you have asked me about certain topics. Uh, but what I want to do is keep it completely random today. And so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to flip the camera and, you know, just to prove that this is completely random. I'm going to go to, hopefully, inshallah, it's not going to be anything haram. Obviously, if it is, then I'm going to just move on to the next topic. But here we go. Let's try it, yeah? One second. Okay, so hold on. Someone's just messaged. May Allah accept your good deeds uh, and keep going for the sake of Allah. And inshallah, he will reward us. Absolutely. Amin, ya Rabbil Alameen. So let's do this, yeah? Let's flip it over. I'm just going to grab the camera and I want to try this, okay? One second. All right, so this is what I found. Uh, it's called Capitalize My Title. This is just like a random uh, topic generator. Let's see what we've got here. Let's talk about, so it's got like uh, business, couples, family, essays. Let's just go to anyone and let's see what it comes up with, okay? Here we go. I'll hit it a few times just in case, okay? All right, so, so the first one that's coming up is what's the most frustrating app you have tried? Okay, so uh, let's say for me, I'm going to say, hmm, this is, this is a tough one, but I think FaceTime uh, could do with better options. I don't know about you guys, but I, I do use FaceTime, you know, mainly to speak to family, and it's just frustrating because it's an Apple app. They should do a lot more better than what's already there. I feel like it's still at the early stages. So yeah, let, let me move on. Let me move on to the next random and see what it comes up with. 
All right. So do you think people read more or fewer books now than 50 years ago? All right. I would definitely say yes to that because obviously, you know, uh, technology has evolved and that because technology has, has evolved, we evolve with, with that. Okay. And smartphones, obviously people are always on their smartphones and it's always going to be a case of, you know, should I read a book or should I, you know, browse through my phone? Now I do try to read books and, you know, I kind of vary out as well. So I might read a book based on like the other day, I was reading something that was really interesting that I wanted, wanted to share with you guys. And it was to do with how our gut uh, and our brain, how they work together in part and parcel. And also what you eat makes a big difference to uh, your overall body. So for instance, what I found out, I go through a lot of this, any sort of like stress or anxiety, if I'm having a tough time or whatever, there are certain things you can eat. So it recommended that you have blueberries and it also mentioned that you should have prebiotics or probiotics. So the difference with there, the prebiotics, most, most of them you can get as like a, a drink. It could be like a, a strawberry flavored yogurt drink or something like that. And then you can get the probiotics, which is like a really, might be a really thick yogurt that has 0% fat. You know, it's just pure... Uh, milk and you you know these kind of things are really good for you obviously other things that are nice you know that we tend to eat a lot are like olive oil uh, nuts dates uh, fruit a lot of fruit is really good for you uh, I eat a lot of fruit I try and eat at least I would say probably three three to four different kinds of fruits a day uh, give or take and I do have strawberries and things like that so Honestly, it's really easy to reach out for like snacks that are bad for you, you know, but what you have to think about is like the overall impact. You might not see it there, but the more, the more you do that repetitively, if you're doing those kind of activities, it does take its toll on the body, you know? So um, we're told as Muslims, you know, your body is a mana, you look after it, you know, what you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. And we should be looking after our bodies. We're going to be asked about our bodies one day. Every, in fact, every part of our body, we've been told, you know, we believe that they speak and they bear witness to all the things that we looked at, all the things that we touched, all the things that we walked towards. Every action is accounted for and, you know, they're written in a clear register. So, you know, we have to bear that in mind, especially when it comes to eating. And I know I talked about weight loss last week, but I just wanted to kind of emphasize and just give you a kind of roundup of the kind of things that I do. I would say over the past four or five years, I would say that have really helped me. So for instance, I'll give an example. Uh, cutting out on sugar is one big thing. Honestly, I, I, I have not felt better in so many years when I cut out sugar from my chai. Because trust me, I love my chai. Like my morning chai, I have that. Mid-afternoon, I will probably have it as well. And, you know, and honestly, I never used to put a lot of sugar. But uh, when I did, it was like probably one, one to two teaspoons. And so I thought, okay, well, I, I need to change this because this obviously isn't helping me. 
And another thing actually that I learned from that book that's just come to mind, our brains actually create the, their own glucose, which is more than enough for our bodies. But what happens is if you have sugar, like in your tea, if you have sugar in your coffee, you know, whatever you're drinking, if you have uh, the fizzy drinks like pop and stuff like that, you're, you're basically putting a lot of excess sugars into your body. And that doesn't help. You know, you're, it's like you're, you, like you're really literally overdosing your body because it doesn't need that much sugar. You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created in, in such a beautiful way that, you know, all the things that are happening, the inner works of our bodies, I, you know, I'm not a doctor, but I can, I can also tell you that everything that's going on right now in our bodies is to the T, to the point where every, every blood cell, every, every white cell, red cell, uh, you know, all these things that are going on, our DNA, everything, there's no alteration on that. It's so perfect how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made it. It's just amazing. So that's what the book was saying, you know, like uh, eating too much sugars and stuff like that. But, you know, honestly, we, all these sciences that are coming in now, we, we already are kind of like told about those through the Quran and also how Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu used to live, you know, that role, perfect role model that we try to follow and implement into our lives. So if you think about it, all these things that they're coming out with now, um, we've been doing for years, alhamdulillah. You know, like I saw a book the other day about fasting. Like <laughs> this was in a, like a bookshop and it said intermittent fasting. And it was like the 30 day challenge. Like, doesn't that sound familiar to you? 30 day challenge, really? We've been doing that for years, mate. You know, like, and this is what I'm saying. All these things are catching on. And what people are doing is instead of, putting like a, a link or like a, um, an association with Islam, obviously if they aren't Muslim, they're not going to want to mention anything to do with Islam, are they? Because to them it's like, well, okay, I'm not a Muslim, but I'm going to pick something up from the teaching from uh, like what the Muslims do, and I'm going to call it something else. But really, you know, <laughs> if you think about it, it's, it's an Islamic like practice. We've been doing it. Like, you know, other things like meditation. When we, when we pray, that really deep meditation, that connection that we have with Allah, that's the best form of medita meditation, that prayer. Because, you know, you're connecting, you're literally, you know, it's like as if, you know, you're praying as if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is in front of you. You know, you have that thought, you have that understanding that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, Ya Allah, I'm doing this for you. When we make that niyyah, before we pray, we don't just say Allahu Akbar, you know, we, we start with uh, saying that, you know, I'm, I'm facing Qibla, this is, I'm praying to Allah, this is for Allah and, you know, nobody else. You know, and that way you're kind of grounding that intention, you're strengthening it uh, to that point where it's, uh, it's only for Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. I'm not praying to anyone else. I'm not praying to the universe. I'm not praying to some stone. I'm not praying to some idol or whatever, you're praying to Allah, the one that created us, you know, and what, what a beautiful way to connect with Allah in that sense. And, you know, don't see prayer as a chore or an errand or something that you need to take off during the day. See it as a beautiful 
it's like a it's like an embrace it's like uh the time of day where you put everything uh, aside and it gives you that rest you stop whatever you're doing whatever whether you trade whether you're in business or whether you're at home whether you're cooking whether you're uh, cleaning you know you're doing something and the the uh, most amazing thing in that is while you're doing those things even when you're doing those things and you remember allah you know you start with bismillah all these things that you're doing it's like they're a form of ibadah you know and you're not just doing it for the sake of doing it you're doing it and you're gaining the reward and that's that is the the kind of balance we need to kind of bring into our lives uh, instead of thinking that okay i'm going to go to work when i go to work i'm going to come back home i'm going to pray when I, when i prayed i'm going to watch my tv when I, that that's not a muslim way of life you know a muslim way of life is understanding that every single day when you wake up you got certain things that you need to be doing not just for yourself obviously you know you complete the five daily prayers you see to your family you know their needs uh, if you're younger obviously they would see to their your needs etc you know there's so many things and these aren't there to give us stress they are there to uh, put ease into our lives to give us that level of an understanding that this life isn't just for work and play and you know that's it you know it's it is for that but temporary it's temporary of course but what we have to remember is listen we, you know we're going to go one day we're going to leave this world i'm going to leave this world i don't know how long i've got you know i don't know how long i've got on this earth you don't know you know none of us have that guarantee but all we can do is as long as we're here we try our best to uh, remember allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and allow others to uh, you know through our work or through our dawa or through our words or anything honestly anything and uh, one thing i would never do is hide the fact that i'm a muslim because nowadays people tend to do that i'm not saying everyone does that but i do know people that do that like why are you ashamed of such a beautiful gift that is islam why don't hide it you know if you're traveling and there isn't any mosque nearby for instance uh, you know do your wudu and pray you know pray where, wherever you are you know you don't have to like travel and travel to a mosque and pray a salah pray where you are you know because that in itself when someone watches you it's a form of dawah it's an invitation you know and that's what we are we are we are ambassadors of this deen and honestly like the more we Uh, bring that into our lives the more we understand the gem because you know just think of it as a gem this deen that we have it's it's truly priceless you know you can't put a price on it you can't buy it with gold you can't buy it with money you can't buy it with anything have a think about that for a second if if someone has absolutely nothing they have no possessions they don't have a home they don't have car whatever right any worldly possession they can still go and do wudu they can perform the ablution and they can pray they don't have to pay anyone for that you know and just think of the reward that they're getting from that is it's just priceless you know like the two rak'ah of fajr the sunnah is better than the entire world and its contents so what does that tell you what does that remind us it's just like there's nothing that comes even close to the deen of islam 
and what we're taught. So honestly, we, we got to really bring that into our lives. We've got to have that true understanding of what we have and not hide it. We need to be more grateful for what Allah has given to us. We're blessed. How many people are there out there? Like what? Let's, let, you know, let's have a quick look. So, I mean, I guess, yeah, it's saying, wow, mashallah. So, give you an idea. In 2000, the world population was 6.14 billion, right? This is in year 2000. And the Muslim population of that was 1.29 billion, okay? In 2020, obviously the world population is going to increase. In 2020, the world population was 7.8 billion, all right? Out of the 7.8 billion, there is now, there's 1.9 billion. So it's about 2 billion almost. So have a think about that for a second. You know, how many of those individuals, whether they were born Muslim or they came back to Islam, we call them reverts, not converts, because we believe that everyone already knew who their creator was or their believer, and we call that the fitra, you know. But they revert, they came back into Islam, 1.9 billion appreciate the fact that out of all that 7.8 billion Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has guided you to this deen has brought you to this deen you either you were born into it or you were searching for it and you came into it all right so you've got a question here what do you bring with you everywhere you go okay so with that I would say my phone obviously that's always with me unless I forget it at home <laughs> uh, the other thing I would say I mean I, I would say my faith because you know metaphorically speaking of course you, faith is not something physical it's it's something I guess spiritual you keep it within you oh, which technology <laughs> will save the human race or destroy it hmm okay I would say robots <laughs> Because I'm not too sure about them. Seriously, robots? I don't know. I mean, Tesla have you know just bought out a robot. Yeah, Elon Musk obviously he owns that, and um, yeah, I'm not sure they they could help, but at the same time, uh, if they are like the AI, like the artificial intelligence they call it, if that's configured to a point where they could have their own emotions, and I don't know about that, you know, like, I guess the movie iRobot, you watch that, you'll know what I'm talking about, where they just completely freak out. Okay, so this one's good. I like this one. Uh, what were you really into when you were a kid? Okay, so, oh my God. So I used to be really into soccer or football. They call it soccer here in the US, but uh, I'm going to call it football, okay? They have their own type of American football, but I don't care because football and soccer to me are the same thing. All right, deal with it. <laughs> all these uh, American uh, individuals are probably laughing at me right now. Uh, and I hope, you know, it's, it's one of those things. So anyway, all kind of things. I was into soccer. I was into, I don't, I don't know if you guys have seen these, but like years ago, we used to have this. Uh, it was like, we called it a flatty, right? And basically, it had two wheels at the front, and there's like a wood that went across, and we had like a, a rope going from either side. And obviously, we had a seating thing, which would put a nice carpet, so we'd have like a, a wooden plank, and we'd sit on there. And this thing sometimes had brakes, and sometimes 
the brakes was basically our feet. So it was awesome. I used to love it. I remember I used to, that's one of my childhood memories where I used to just go flying down this hill and right at the bottom of this hill was a road. And we were speed freaks. We didn't care. We were just like, you know, like carefree. So I guess as you get older, uh, do you become less carefree? I would say in my case, I have. So I don't know. I don't know why I do that. But anyway. <laughs> so, oh, this one's interesting. Have your parents influenced what goals you have? Mm. I was kind of the middle child. So I'm going to say no to that because... Uh, I was like, alhamdulillah, I come from a big family and um, uh, yeah, mashallah, I have seven sisters and I have four brothers, if you wanted to know that. <laughs> and I love every single one of them. Uh, I'm not sure about if that that feeling is mutual, but that's another story. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, we love each other. We have a fair share of, let's say, fallouts. Can we call them that? Yeah, fallouts. Okay, we'll call them that. But yeah, my parents, I would say my mom has influenced me in that sense. You know, not I wouldn't say my life goals because obviously completely different like generation, but I would say as a person, she's definitely influenced me because she's she's the sweetest and kindest person you'll ever meet. She's amazing. And 13 kids, mate, 13 kids, that's... That's a tough job, you know, and she's, she's done it. She's been there. She's done that. She's wore the t-shirt. She's, oh my God, uh, I commend her. I don't know how, you know, this, this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave that, that responsibility to a, a woman to have a child because us men, we can't do that. Listen, mate, we, we're too weak for that. You know what I'm saying? We, we think we're tough, you know, but when it comes down to it, the women are the strength. You know, we have to take care of them, uh, especially in our community. Don't lower them, you know, keep them up there because the more we keep them up there, the more we give them status, the status that they deserve, all right? And our communities can flourish, all right? We have to give them that status, you know? So anyway, back to what I was saying. My mom, she's amazing. I wouldn't, uh, you know, I wouldn't trade her for anything, mate. You know, uh, she's amazing. And she's taught me a lot of things about being kind and, you know, like helping each other out. And I guess if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be here as well, because that's true, right? If she didn't give birth to me, I wouldn't be sat here talking to you guys, right? So, it, like, seriously, she's just amazing. Anyway, all right, so let's see. One more, and then we will come to a close, inshallah. So let's see, let's see, let's see. All right, one more. What are you going to do this weekend? This is perfect because it's almost Friday. Some places it's already Friday. Sorry about the time zone thing, but nothing to do with me. <laughs> so what are you doing this weekend? I would say, I don't know. I mean, we always leave the cleaning to the weekend. And trust me, man, I, I, I want to relax. So last weekend, I did a lot of cleaning this weekend, I might do some painting. I don't know. Um, I've been working on my course, so that's really doing well. Alhamdulillah. I'm so happy about the progress on that. I think right now I'm recording the second module, which is all to do with failures. And I love that. You know, let, let me give you a quick sneak preview 
about the kind of things that I talk about, all right? Whatever you're trying to do, you know, something is holding you back. So what is it? One of those things is fear of failing, all right? A lot of us have it. And that's the thing. Like, whenever we have that fear of failing, we stop ourselves. And our mindset is just like, okay, I want to try something new. And <laughs> before you've even started that new thing, you're like, uh, I'm probably not going to be able to do this. So that's it. You've just, you've just closed the door on that thing, right? Don't do that. Obviously, there's a lot of men, like a lot of reasons why people fail at things, but you shouldn't be afraid to try it out, okay? Try it out. So many different kind of income streams and, you know, some have worked, some haven't, but I've never looked back and said, oh man, you know, nothing works for me. You know, I, I've, I keep failing. Listen, failure is part of the journey. Never, don't focus too much on the end result. Focus on the journey because that journey you're learning so much. You know, those life experiences you're learning. And that is important. So that's why I've kind of implemented that into this uh, course. And I think you're going to love it. Inshallah, you're going to love it. I can't wait to release it. Uh, again, it's going to be called Fail, Grow and Succeed. There's going to be a universal edition. And there's also going to be a Muslim edition. As soon as this is launched, you know, I'll do a big launch for it. And uh, I'm going to put it out there. I'll send you the links of where you can purchase it from i took a couple of rest days so i'm going to be uh, probably getting back out tomorrow inshallah go for my walks on the 18th of september i've got my walk which i'm doing for charity inshallah more will follow on that i will send the link if anyone it would be interested in donating to that cause it's for my local hospital here and i think they are uh, they're fantastic people the ward that i'm looking to donate to is the baby ward here and uh, it's for people who can't afford treatment. So what they do is the hospital, they have a pot of money that they can use. And let's say if it's uh, like a, someone comes in and they don't have insurance, because obviously in America, you need to have health insurance. And if you don't have that, then you're having to pay out of your own pocket. And some families can't afford that. So let's say a child goes in with a, an emergency uh, over here, typically, an emergency visit is, I would say, up to $1,000, sometimes even more if they go for x-rays and stuff like that. So where are they going to get that money from, you know? Any donations do not go directly to me. I create the link that they're going to send to me, and once I create that donation link, it will get any, any donations, go straight to them. I don't touch that money because, it, it, seriously, any sort of charity work, that I do, whether it's through fundraising for the mosque or whether it's through anything, I don't touch the money because it, it, it's a really big responsibility, especially when someone gives you, whether it's a dollar or whether it's a pound or whatever, you are accountable for that. So I, I try my best to stay out of the collecting and stuff like that. I will do the fundraising, but I will try my best to uh, you know share whatever links I'm provided with, uh, inshallah. So I'm going to conclude. I really thank you for joining this live IG podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Stay tuned for next week, which again is going to be another random generated podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.